Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches vacation.com. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Friday, May 20th, and I am in Springfield, Missouri for the Shem Convention. Some of you have emailed and asked where I'm going to be. My schedule is online at HeidiStJohn.com, but I will tell you the next two events coming up uh, are the 26th through the 29th. I'll be in Florida in Orlando for the FPEA conference. And then the third and fourth, I will be in Idaho in Boise. A funny thing I'm doing is flying back and forth um, from east to west. I don't normally do that, but I am kind of excited about, um, I'm excited to be in Idaho for sure, but I'm really excited because uh, Dorinda and Daryl are going to be there too. So many of you have been in, wanted to meet uh, Dorinda, who does the podcast with me from time to time. Um, and she is going to be helping me at the Choice Conference in Boise, Idaho. So be sure if you're in that neck of the woods to mark that down. It's going to be a great conference. I'm excited uh, to be keynoting there this year. And so we're going to have a great time. Those of you who are curious about uh, scripture writing, it's not too late to get into it. Um, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing every day is about five to 10 minutes worth of uh, just getting in the word. There's something really powerful, you guys, about uh, writing out the word of God. Um, and I have actually taken, since I've been traveling now for the last several months, I I have taken to writing them on index cards. And because you can, know, you can buy them cheap and they're pretty much uh, anywhere. And um, I tape them up where I can see them. Sometimes I stick them in my Bible. Sometimes I mail them to a friend who just needs some encouragement from the from the word. But there's something powerful about writing out the word of God. So really want to encourage you to check that out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. Um, as I mentioned uh, previously, we are uh, looking for more support here at Friendly Planet Family um, for, uh, for people who are interested in partnering with us to help us get this podcast out to families. And you can do that by just going to FriendlyPlanetFamily.org and clicking on how you can help. And I'll link back to that today. It's very simple to sign up for monthly giving. And this ministry functions on monthly support and the prayers uh, of God's people, and we greatly appreciate both. And so uh, I hope you'll consider supporting Firmly Planted and the work that we are doing here at the podcast. All right, I have been having this conversation with my husband now for uh, a little while just about um, the many, many counterfeit churches that there are in the culture right now. And uh, Dorinda's here again, and I thought it'd be um, it'd be really interesting to talk about this with uh, Dorinda and just to uh, kind of get her perspective and see what she's seeing. So Dorinda, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yay, she's here. Um, <laughs> we, You and I were talking about this a while ago, just about, um, you know, all of the different voices that are out there um, that are competing mm -hmm. for our kids' attention. And unfortunately, many of them are uh, quasi-Christian. They say that they're Christian and they, you know, they claim the name of Jesus and they raise their hands and they, you know, blah, 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 blah. But they're clearly not uh, walking with God and they clearly don't know him and don't uh, hold to his word. And so 
I'm wanting to kind of dig into this a little bit today because you live uh, where, well, actually I live over there too. I'm just never home anymore. Uh, but we live out in the West Coast. You live in Spokane, Washington, and I live in uh, or near Vancouver. And uh, there is um, a, uh, what do you call it? A general conference coming up in Portland, Oregon. Um, it's actually a going, it was going from the 10th through the 20th. And more than a, uh, 800 delegates from the United Methodist Church are going to be convening uh, into uh, the Portland area for their uh, quadrennial general conference. And so this doesn't happen very often. But for this particular one, these over 800 delegates are going to be debating changes to church policy, including several that seek to lift long-standing bans on LGBT ministers and same-sex marriages. And so this is going to be the first Methodist General Conference since the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage in 2015, and they are bringing this thing uh, they're bringing this thing to the front. So I'll give you guys a little bit of history. Um, a couple of weeks ago, dozens of United Methodist clergy members came out as lesbian, gay, or bisexual, and they defied the church's ban on self-avowed practicing homosexuals. Now, can I, I just want to say something really quickly. It's not the church's ban. It's God's, it's actually God's ban. <laughs> like God mm-hmm. said, this isn't pleasing to me. This isn't how I made you. And basically mm-hmm. now these, uh, these quote clergy, and I'm using the word quote now because to me, once you step away from the authority of scripture, uh, you stepped into heresy. Now, now we're talking about heretical teaching. We're not even talking about teaching that lines up with the word of God, but they're going to take, they, they posted a public letter, uh, online. Hundred. I'll I'll link to it today so that you all can be as horrified as I am. Uh, One hundred and eleven pastors, deacons, elders, and candidates for ministry say the church rules require quote that we not bring our full selves to ministry, that we hide from view our sexual orientation and gender identity. And I I guess I just want to stop and say something else really quickly. If we bring our full selves into ministry, men and women. Um, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> uh, I don't want to bring every sinful, wicked thing I do with me into ministry because I'm just as sinful as the next guy. I don't know about you, Dorinda. You probably don't have sin problems, oh, but yeah. I do. <laughs> and it's it's one thing to say, uh, you know, I recognize this as sin in my life and I'm asking the Lord to uh, to help me overcome it. It's another thing to embrace it and to say, I want to bring my full self, my full self, even though I'm doing things that God says are wrong and sinful, I want to bring my full self into ministry and not hide it anymore. And this is where I think we're looking at at counterfeit Christianity. And so um, I want to talk today just briefly, because that's all the time we have, about six minutes. I I want to talk about what it means to teach our kids um, how to recognize a counterfeit Christian when they see it, how to recognize a counterfeit Christian. denomination when they see it. Uh, we've right. certainly seen this happen between uh, in the Presbyterian, right? The, uh, between the PCA and the UC, uh, USA PC or whatever it is. Uh, and they came out and I wrote, I wrote an article on the blog, you know, it's a dear um, PC USA church, please read your Bible. Like you're not, you're not reading your Bible. So I guess my question, Dorinda, is when we're uh, talking about counterfeit Christianity and we need to talk about it, where is where do we go for uh, if we can't go to the Word of God as our plumb line, and we're trying to rewrite it and twist it all around? Uh, where can we go 
seems like we're stuck. There is no other place to go. I, I, I feel like creating a new religion when we decide what what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. God's word is either true or it's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and that's, that's, it's unchanging. It has to be unchanging. It has to be uh, the truth yeah. from, from beginning to end, or it's just not, you know, embrace the whole thing or don't embrace any of it because you can't, you can't just pick and choose. And I think, you know, you talk about recognizing, helping our kids recognize counterfeit. You know, God's word says that by their fruit, you'll know them. Yep. And so we look at the fruit and you're describing fruit in this organization that is definitely anti-biblical yep. fruit. Yep. Yeah, it is. And what happens to us when we, uh, when we don't hold to the authority of scripture is pretty much everything is up for grabs. And so if you're listening to this today Absolutely. and you are a member of a United Methodist church, can I just really encourage you, uh, to read your Bible, and if the United Methodist, if the United Methodists decide to turn away from Scripture, can I just encourage you to turn away from the United Methodist Church because I can guarantee you they are going to face judgment for uh, mm-hmm. walking away from stepping away from what God says uh, is true. And I believe, most certainly, we are living in uh, in the end in the end times. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like you know an apocalypse, you know person. But we we definitely are. I mean, all the signs are there. We're certainly seeing it in the culture. Um, when Paul mm-hmm. wrote to Timothy um, in 2 Timothy 3, he said uh, that all scripture was inspired by God. Remember, we talked about this last time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you go um, up just a one chapter uh, to um, or down a chapter to 2 Timothy 4, um, Paul's telling in, uh, Timothy to preach the word of God. And we're supposed to be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. And then he goes in verse three, says, a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They'll follow their own desires and they'll look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And so what, you know, I think as a mom in this culture, this is certainly a wake up call for parents to say, listen, you need to be intentional about teaching your children the truth of God's word to engage them biblically um, so that they can filter what's happening in the culture around them through the grid of scripture. Because I guarantee you that all these people that are um, siding with open, openly gay and lesbian uh, clergy members uh, are not reading their Bibles because God's mm-hmm. word is clear on this issue. He is not even a, this is the thing that is astonishing to me. This isn't even a great issue in scripture. And there are a lot of things, Dorinda, that you and I could sit here and talk about for you know yeah. hours that really are, debatable. This isn't one of them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And the second we start believing it is, um, we need to get, we need to get back into the word. Yeah. Because God clearly, he speaks against us and, and it's not because he's mean and nasty and all these things and doesn't love us. It's because he loves us that he sets these boundaries on us because he knows those lifestyles are not going to lead to good places. Those are going to destroy us. And he, and he loves us enough to tell us to put up boundaries for our kids. You know, just like we tell our kids, don't play in the street. Mm. You know, we do everything we can to keep them from doing that because, because we love them. We don't want to see them get hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I think that I know that that's why, you know, that's why the Lord has those boundaries and, and there's freedom in those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think no matter what happens, by the time this podcast airs, the decision from the United Methodist Church will have already been uh, 
will have already mm-hmm. been made. And regardless of what they do, it's a reminder to me that we need to be praying. Uh, we need to be praying for pastors right. to be able to speak the word uh, with boldness and to be able to say, mm-hmm. no, this is what God says. And we stand on the authority of scripture. And I said this uh, in uh, Massachusetts, I was speaking uh, there several weeks ago and we were talking about the authority of scripture and, uh, and that being our only defense. Like if we can't stand on the authority of scripture and God says that that's, that is where we take our stand, then we don't have anything to stand on. We It's baseless. And right. once the church begins to remove portions of scripture that it doesn't like or that they don't think is in step with the culture, it's pretty much over. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we've talked about this before too. If, you know, if you're in a church and you're, you're listening to the word being spoken, make sure that it lines up with Scripture for yourself. And if it's not, if what's being taught is not biblical, find a church that is. Mm. Because it's crucial that we are hearing uh, biblical teaching of the mm-hmm. word. You know, that verse that says, um, uh, where there is no vision, my the people, people perish. perish. I looked up that word one time and, mm. and to what it really meant. Um, and it changed. It wasn't at all what I thought. It had to do with prophetic teaching. So basically... The truth being spoken, God's word being preached in truth, mm. where where that doesn't exist, the people perish. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where we're headed mm-hmm. if we decide to veer away from what God says in his word. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so for the parents who are listening to this today and you you're either part of a church like that or there's or the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and you know that what's being taught in your church goes against uh, the word of God. Can I just encourage you get together as a husband and wife um, and pray, really ask the Lord to give mm-hmm. you wisdom because he will give you wisdom. He says that uh, in James, we read that that uh, God gives wisdom generously to those who ask mm-hmm. him for it in his name, that we need to be saying, Lord, we need your discernment. You know, we've talked about this dozens of times on the podcast uh, that this culture needs, the Christians in this uh, culture need discernment like we have never needed it before. We should be crying out for mm-hmm. wisdom. Lord, give us your eyes mm-hmm. so that we can mm-hmm. see what's going on. Does not mean that we're not loving? Absolutely not. Uh, you can love somebody and disagree with them. You can love someone and say, mm-hmm. wow, you know, I really love you, but that's not what the Bible says. And we are called, mm-hmm. like you said, Dorinda, um, a couple of podcasts ago, we are called to speak the truth. That's actually what uh, what Jesus told us to do. He said, speak the truth in love. And if we don't learn to do that as parents, our kids are going to have a heck of a hard time doing it uh, as that's they right. enter adulthood. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. You, and I, you and I have said this also um, many times before, but um, this idea of being discerning, you know, and uh, we read, you know, the, the story in first Kings of, uh, you know, David and Solomon. And even though David was a man after God's own heart, he was not a discerning man. And he lost the war for the hearts of his children by his inability right. to bring tough things to them. He didn't, the Bible says that he, um, he didn't want to cause them pain. He didn't want to inflict any, any kind of pain whatsoever on his kids. And so he didn't discipline mm-hmm. them. He didn't uh, correct them when they needed correcting. And I think in the same That's way, right. God looks at us, right? I mean, we are, we are, uh, the children of God and right. Uh, right. And he, That's and, right. and there's, you know, and I think there's two on a practical level, there's a twofold thing that goes on um, as we're at home with our kids. Cause I, I want to bring this down to like a, a very practical level for the moms who are listening. Um, first of all, that we, we walk that lifestyle out um, before our kids right. set the example before our kids of what God says in his word about how we're to respond to people. I had a run in with a neighbor and I, I just, as I walked 
towards the door to, to talk to this person, I said, kids, pray for me. And I was praying, you know, while I'm walking there. And God just gave me everything I needed to be mm. gracious with mm-hmm. someone who was very angry and mm-hmm. very unkind. And that that's not me. That's, I mean, everything in me wanted to get angry, but for whatever God's grace was there to give me what I needed to be the example. Mm. And my kids watched that all play out. And we talked, they talked a lot about it. And so, you know, our kids are watching us. We need to walk that lifestyle out. And then the other aspect is, you know, we we are teaching them the word, we're training them in the word, but not just with words. We Mm. are helping them live that out themselves in their own little worlds. Their relationship with their siblings and their friends and um, obeying mom and dad and doing the chores and learning how to work hard and all these different things. They seem like minimal sometimes, you know, like they don't really matter that much, but they do. Those are all ways we teach our kids how to honor the Lord Mm. in our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. And we can't give our kids what we don't have. So we want mm-hmm. our kids to be to be uh, courageous and bold and to know the word, That's but right. we are not courageous and bold and we don't know the word, then there's no way we can impart those things to our children. That's right. Yeah. So the only way to succeed in this life at the end of the day is really to walk humbly with the Lord and just say, Lord, show us what right. is true. Help us to stand for righteousness in this generation. Help us to be both salt and light, to be both truthful and loving. This is the paradox mm-hmm. that I spoke in a couple of weeks ago when I talked about uh, the paradox of grace and truth, that Jesus was the ultimate paradox, right? It would it seemingly mm-hmm. be in opposition to each other, and yet Jesus was able to do it. Why? Because he was filled with the power of God, which every person who claims the name of Jesus and is listening to this right now, I just want to remind you, that is who you are. You are, you right. are, you are a child of God. You have been redeemed. You've been bought with a price. The Bible says in Isaiah, uh, Jesus is reminding us, you know, therefore I, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And if you claim the name of Jesus and you're listening to, th- to this today, I just want to encourage you. You can, uh, love the people around you and still be discerning and still know a counterfeit Christian, uh, a counterfeit Christianity when you see it. And that's actually what we are called to do as Christians to be both wise and loving. And uh, that is my exhortation uh, to you today. Dorinda, thank you so much for joining me uh, at the podcast. Oh, it's just been, me. it's so fun to hear your voice and just, it's an encouragement Hi. for me. Great, I'm loving this. Yeah, <laughs> me too. And it's just an encouragement for me just um, to see you walking out your faith um, where you are, where God has you um, and recognizing that at the end of the day, um, we're all going to, we, we're going to heaven. You know, we're going to stand before the Lord and that's an encouragement to me just to see right. um, different moms in different seasons uh, walking out their faith, no matter what happens in the culture to remain steadfast, because we know that God doesn't change. And I appreciate the way that you uh, walk that out with your family and the way that you have done that uh, in your marriage as well. So it's been a delight as usual, having you here. I have really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody, you can find out more about Dorinda by looking up her blog at simplenourshinghome.com. She also writes quite frequently for me over at The Busy Mom, and she is the coordinator for the Fearless Conference. And so if you're interested in bringing fearless to your neck of the woods, we would love to uh, do that. It's a day and a half women's conference. It's for any woman uh, who wants to engage uh, the culture from a biblical worldview and know how to use uh, the Bible. So that is really our passion. We are booking now for 2018 and uh, 2017. So if you would like to bring Fearless to your neck of the woods, email Dorinda, Dorinda at uh, thebusymom.com. We'll link back to her in the show notes today so that she, if you didn't have a pencil with you, you can go back there and look it up. So thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you so much and are praying for you. We'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. 
For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.